Ephesians chapter 3, we are reading out of the King James Version, New King James Version, and we are still dealing with the being transformed by the irrational love of Christ. And still thinking with the thought of, of I must decrease in order for Christ to, to increase. Paul is praying this prayer for the church of Ephesus. And in essence, it's, it's a prayer that we all need. It's a prayer that I pray for us. And I pray this prayer and the prayer out of Ephesians chapter 1, which we have already dealt with. Paul begins in verse 14, and he says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant to you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Holy Spirit in your inner man or your spirit. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just still dealing with that thought, still trying to make clear this thought. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, give wisdom, give understanding. Father, allow me to be able to articulate that, which you are saying to us. Today, Lord, make clear, even more clear, the, the, the need for us to decrease so you can increase. Allow us to see how you have already done everything. <laughs> we just need to let you do it. So, Lord, even now, just uh, move Tracy out the way so that I will not impede or hinder that which you want to say today. And, and Lord, in the atmosphere, let there be an atmosphere that Satan is bound, that he can have no power in this place, so that blinded eyes will be opened, so that hardened hearts will be softened, so that dull hearing, our, our deaf hearing will hear what the Spirit is saying. Lord, speak. Lord, speak. We desperately need to hear a word from you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Henry Cloud is a psychologist who deals primarily with relationship books and deal with healing and so on. And in one of his books, he, I referred to it, but I'm going to go a little bit deeper today. He, he makes the statement that there are people that, for whatever reason, whether it's because of lack of touch when they are children, lack of nurturing, or our mother did not give them what they need, that the love receptors that is in us naturally did not develop in them. He said that the condition is so sad that, that, that even as they grow up, that, that as they grow up, if it's broken from childhood, they never develop. These people, you can lavish love on them, affection on them, and they have no emotional connection to it. The problem is, is that if there is broken connection between us, there can also be broken connection between us and God. Mm. 
We can be in church and, and we can be singing God praises and, and, and there is no emotional connection. We never feel anything. We, we, it, it never gets past head knowledge to heart knowledge. We can, we can sing about how God loves us and how worthy he is and he is worthy to be praised and because we got on glasses that no longer see we can't see God for who he is. Have you ever been to the, to the eye doctor? Have you ever sat in that chair and he will switch lenses on you and he says, uh, which one is better, lens one, lens two? Which one is better, lens two, lens three? Wonder if for whatever reason, you were sitting in the chair and the lens is all messed up and you get up from the chair before he's finished and he thinks that you can see and you can't see nothing and your prescription that he fills for your glasses is wrong and you think it's right. Some of us, I hate to say this, we walking around with spiritual lenses that is so messed up we can't see God. I'm not talking about, see, 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 non-safe folks are blind. Safe folks, we at least see a little bit. I think that's what Jesus was doing. Remember the blind man that he took out of town and, 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 and he began and he went and, and he healed and he healed the man's eye and he asked him, what do you see? And he said, I see men walking as trees. Now, Jesus is not lack of power. So why is it that the first touch didn't do anything? I think what Jesus was doing was giving an illustration of how the disciples were seeing. If that's true for them that was with Jesus, thank you. I wonder how he sees us in our seeing. Listen. Something's wrong when we can be praising God and the spirit is strong and we still sit here as though we're sucking on lemons. Something is wrong when we are never moved to love God more. And watch this. And when you love God more, you love people more. Something's wrong when everybody is always wrong and we always right. Something's wrong when, when we got an attitude. Oh. Listen, we are filled with the, with the Holy Spirit, with the person of God and his nature all to show up sometimes. Really should be all the time. But I'm giving us the business of ground that, that we, knew, we knew in Christ. The, the problem is we got some older saints who 
still. I think part of the problem is, is that, is that you can't, you can only allow what you see in him to be manifest in him. If you don't see him, you can't manifest what you don't see. And you can't see him unless you want more of him. Listen, if I got my hands closed, God can't get nothing in. If I got myself, if you got yourself in your hands, God is not going to feel you when you occupy the space. But Paul sees, listen, he really wants to talk about love in this text, about experiencing, about, about the love of Jesus Christ and how it will blow you away. But he can't talk about love until he talks about getting ready to receive it. There's no sense of talking about the love of Christ if your love receptors are broken. So he starts off saying, what needs to happen is for those that are saved, God needs to strengthen you in your spirit, man, because your natural man can't receive what God's trying to get you. And as long as your natural man, your fallen man is broken, you can come to church all you want. Let me me, me change that. Your fallen man can't be fixed. He gave you a new man that's supposed to subdue the old man. But if the old man is still in control, it really doesn't matter how many days we come to church. If our brokenness is in control, then we can't receive what God's trying to give. Does that make sense? So Paul is really saying is, before we go any farther, Lord, please touch their spirit man, because from their spirit man comes everything spiritual. Until they walk in their spirit man, they can't see you. They can't be like you. They don't have, this is born again people. This is born again people. But you not only have to be born again, you have to surrender. Let me see if I can dig in this a little bit more. When Adam and Eve disobey, their Old Testament, you don't see the separation between spirit and soul. They are soul man, but their soul, the spirit is in their soul, and they have the nature of God because they're made in the image of God. Genesis 1.27. There is no fallenness. There is no evil. All they have is the nature of Christ. There is no separation between spirit and soul because they're one because God put his spirit in their soul. It's one. They're overlapping. It's a dichotomy. Two. Okay? It's there. God, God 
breathed, not air, God breathed himself in them. Created in his image. But once they disobeyed, that image was broken. Listen, if you're not saved, if a person not saved, they no longer have the image of God in them. Can I say that again? No longer have the image of God in them. That's why he, Jesus says to Nicodemus, must be born again. Well, well Red, how, how was it then that the Old Testament saints were saved? Didn't, didn't David, didn't Moses, the, the Spirit came on them, but it did not change permanently their heart. Yes, sir. Yes. It gave them an enablement yes, to sense God. But, but, they, they, but there's, no, there's no abiding. They're, they're not the temple. Yes, God was in the temple that they carried. Now, we are God's temple. You know, let me show you the awesomeness of God. Excuse me, Sister Lynetta, you sitting on that timeline. But it's good, stay there, stay there. God started time. Then he gonna end up time. Now, we are, where Sister Lynetta is, we are in time. But since God made time, he stands outside of time. Y'all got that? Okay? Got that, okay? Matter of fact, let's make you the marker for when Christ comes. But God says, from the foundation of the earth, he, Christ, died for all of mankind. So Christ died in God's mind before he died in time. Maybe I need to say that again. Christ died before God started time. So he covered everybody that was born in time. Though he died right on time, he covered everybody before he died at his time. Because God started it before time. So the Old Testament state is saved by Christ just like the New Testament saints is saved by Christ. Why? Because God killed Christ in his mind before time. So within time, whether you're looking at Christ in the future or from Christ in the past, as long as you are in Christ, you're covered by his blood. Our God is an awesome God. You know what hit me? If God was able to Start at the end, go back to the beginning, and fix this thing up in salvation. Then wonder if he started at the end of your life, went back to the beginning of your life, which means that all of your life is already fixed up if you trust him. Hello? Which means that the trouble that comes your way is not just coming and it doesn't catch God by surprise, which means that God already got the answer for the trouble because he started with the answer before trouble started. So my question is, why can't we trust him? If our God is that awesome, and he already got it fixed up, 
And God said, God said, I loved you so much that I sent my son, and my son loved you so much that he died for you, then got up for you. He gave everything he had for you. So why can't you trust me with everything else in your life? Not one thing over another is all of it. Because I was talking to somebody that was saying this. They said, they said we're studying class, and the class was, was like, you know, okay, we're gonna, we, we give him this, but we don't give it him. And, and it's a choice of what we're going to give to him. I said, wrong perspective. So that's a wrong perspective. It really should not be a choice of what we're going to give him and not going to give him. Because what God really wants is, I want your life. Once I have your life, you no longer have a choice of what you're going to give me and not going to give me. <laughs> Once I got you, it's yes to whatever I send your way. Here we are trying to make choices, and when we're trying to make choices like that, what it means then, I don't need to give him the choice of I'm going to give you this, that guy. I need to give him me and surrender me. So then it doesn't matter what he brings my way because I know he got me. It's, it's relationship. It's, it's not what the end result is. He, he says, learn of me, walk with me, and watch me do for you what you can't do for yourself. You know, knowing Jesus is better than anything else. Oh, let me say that again. Knowing Jesus is better than anything else. There's something about Jesus that makes everything go right. And, and the closer you get to him, the better he gets. Pastor Dennis was saying that, you know, yesterday he was teaching in a man's class. We got a man class, and, and Pastor Dennis came. And Pastor Dennis was sharing with us that what they would do with the kids from, from three-year-old to two, they would put honey on the text. And as they are reading the Bible, they would lick their finger. See, they didn't have sugar. And the only thing that they had was, was bee honey and dates honey, because dates is all over Israel. Okay? Mostly John the Baptist probably ate dates honey and not bee honey, because he was in the desert. And their dates tree are able to grow in the desert. So you would take dates and you would squeeze it and, and you would get and you can make a type of what they call a honey. Could have bought some, saw some, and the store said date honey. But, but and, and, and when you cover the page with it, the word of God is taste and see that the word is... <laughs> They, they took what we said and they literally put a taste to it. So the young Jewish boys, the more they memorized the scripture, the more honey they got to lick off their finger. My, my, my question is, have you tasted and seen? See, information don't get you that. Experience gets you that. That you begin to realize that our God is good, not sometimes, but all 
the time. And the more you yield to him, the more power becomes available. Listen, why should God give us power when he knows we're not going to use it? Amen. Well, sometimes we think that we're doing God a favor coming to church. Hold on. God is not impressed with our church called worship. Matter of fact, be honest with you, when you when you go into Romans chapter 12, it says that 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 your your give your body, give it over to him, which is your reasonable act of worship. And what he's saying is your life is worship. This is not so much for God as it is for us. He said, he said, he said there, there, there's, there's a miracle waiting. There's a blessing in this place because when we get together, the spirit of God is manifest here so that we can be energized and built up to go out and serve. Amen. Oh, yeah, I don't hear me. Amen. So, so I said, we ought to come in here because all week long we've been getting beat up. But when we come in here, your fire helps light my fire and I get energized by your fire. So if we put our fires together, we got a bonfire. And if your fire is out, you can put your lick in the fire and light up your fire so you can go back out and serve. It's like, it's like having gasoline in your gas tank. When you start getting low, you better go get some gas or your car gonna stop. It's like even if you got an electric car, you got to plug it in sooner or later. Why you think that you can continue living for the Lord and don't have to get re-energized? When we sing, when, when we praise, when you hear the word of God, something ought to be stirring in your spirit that you walk out of here more powerful than you walked in. Matter of fact, you ought to come with your mind made up saying, Lord, stir me up today. Lord, fill me up today. Lord, I'm not just coming here to put my name on the road. I'm coming here because I need your spirit to fill me. My, my brother and sister, that's why sometimes you ought to run the church. You ought to say, I can't help. Listen, the very day that you decide to stay home, maybe when God got a word just for you. Why would the devil fight so hard to keep you home unless God got something for you on that day? I just, I'm too down to go to church. Shoot, you ought to run the church that day. I'm going to give him the highest praise. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him because I need to be energized for the spiritual battle. We was in the office, and, and, and somebody said, we're in basic training. I said, no, we're not. Basic training, they fire around you. We're in war. They're firing at us. I don't know. I don't know about your life. I know the devil's firing at me. You might be in basic training. I'm, I'm in the war. And the truth of the matter is, none of us is in bed. The day you accepted Jesus Christ, war. Turn to your neck and say, war. War. 
whoa, you better have some ammunition. You better get filled. Then we wonder why. I wonder why the devil's always picking on me. He... <laughs> if I don't have no luck at all, I got only bad luck. You better stand up on your feet and declare who you are in the Lord and be about the Lord's business. We are in the enemy's territory. And somehow we have bought this thing that everything's supposed to go right. Let me be honest with you. More things going to go wrong than right, but the Lord is good. Oh, he's faithful. Oh, he works miracle. You best reach up and get your miracle. He is a miracle. You know what? Until you walk close to the Lord, you really don't see how he operates in your personal life. There's some things that, 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 that you just, your eyes are not open to. We walk from glory to glory. What that means is the level of glory that you are now a level of relationship by seeing his glory should not be the same level we see a month from now. You know, things ought to be coming up in your... You know, God, God has a way of bringing things up. Notice, notice, my, notice my reference. Up. Illumination comes up. Direction comes up. It don't really drop down. It comes up. You know where it's coming from? Your spirit. You know what, what, what John chapter 7, 37 says? It says, out of the midst of your belly shall flows rivers of living water. Now, now, now the, the rabbis would say, well, the spirit abides within the middle of you in your belly. So, so watch this. So it don't come down, it comes. But if your fountain is plugged up, can't nothing come up. I think that the nation of Israel is a picture of this. See, I told you before, Israel is in, it's, it's desert. Uh, yes, yeah, a land of plenty, but it's only a land of plenty because of the mountains that surround Israel that during the winter it snows and it melts during the summer. And because these mountains are made out of limestone, the water makes its way down through the cracks of the mountain. Now, 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 watch this. Watch this. I literally drunk water from the fountain that Elisha drunk from. Now, watch this. When I went to Kenya, you better not drink their water nowhere. <laughs> because they had parasites. Even the water that came out of faucet you, I could not drink it because our system wasn't ready to drink. And even though they call themselves fi filtering that water, what they are used to would kill us. 
Right now in Rio, the, the, the boys that are uh, doing the Olympics, believe me, they got bottled water. <laughs> They're not drinking water from their water system. They better not. Matter of fact, I got sick the last couple of days because my toothbrush, I just got used, you know, you used to taking from the faucet. Now, I forgot, so then I took bottled water and poured it over what I thought, but something still. Okay, let's go back. Why is it then, preacher, you could drink from this fountain, unfiltered, from Elisha Fountain and not get sick? Because it going through the mountain and the cracks, it filtered its own self. You know what I got here? Ice Mountain. Ice Mountain. <laughs> Many of y'all drink Ice Mountain. Some of y'all not going to pay the price for Ice Mountain. <laughs> now, this is really from a mountain that comes out in the spring. And guess what? You would think it'd be free for anybody to go get it, won't you? It says here, it says the Nestle Water, North America Incorporated. You know what that means? We bought this, we own it, we would kill you if you come get some. <laughs> you would be arrested. <laughs> We're making big money because it got a sweet taste. You know why it got a sweet taste? Because the, when it comes through the crevices of the mountain, the water is filtered naturally. In Israel, from the mountain, it takes between a year to 25 years for the water to come up. I literally saw water coming up out of the ground. Wow. I literally saw it coming up under the ground. Matter of fact, we was up above the Jordan River and in the Golan Heights, there are 72 streams that pour into, that starts the Jordan River. That is the land that they want Israel to give away. The reason why they won't give it away, because water is life for them. If, if, if the Palestinians was to stop that water, divert it, the Jordan River would dry up. Because it's one of the major sources of filling the Jordan River. And in the Jordan River is life. Listen, some of us, you know what has happened? The devil has plucked up the fountain that ought to be coming up. Listen, it, it, it don't have to come down. It already came down. It's like the, the water that's on top of the mountain came down, but now it's coming up. When Jesus died on Calvary, he came down. When he got up, he sent the Holy Spirit. That came down. Now, if you're a Christian, you don't need more Jesus. You just need to let Jesus shine. You don't need God to touch you another time. You need to let the touch that he has already touched you with be released within you 
so that the new man can put away the old man. Don't you know that you don't need more of the Holy Spirit? You already got the Holy Spirit. You just need him to be released in your life, and there would be power. There would be giftings. There would be, there would be, a, there would be, there would be a life worth living when you got Jesus in control. My brother and sister, the battle is in us. God had to restore his image. Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the middle of the night in Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3. He says, Nicodemus comes. Why, why he come at night? He don't want nobody to know because he's religious. And he don't want his religious buddies to know. He knows that he don't have the real thing. You see, when you somebody and you know how to act churchy, but in your private life, you know there's no power, you're going to act churchy because you don't want nobody to know that you just churchy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me get my towel for this. You see, but, but, what, but what, what you don't know is this. Let people hang around you long enough. They'll get churchy too. You can fool some of the people. You can't fool people all the time. But you can't fool all the people. You see, see God, God has a way of taking the veil so that everybody will see you act up. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> see, because we can't fake the Holy Spirit. You can't fake the character of Christ. You either got it. Now, watch this. And as a Christian, you got it. But you are still, you know, fun. I was in there. I was, I, I, I was changing clothes after the 8 o'clock service. So you getting something that they didn't get. And, and the Lord spoke to me and said, you all talk about Adam and Eve and the choice they made. I said, but you make the same choices? I said, say what? He said, you all got the power of the Holy Spirit. And you got, and then, then when situation comes, when you make the choice, these are walking me or walking the old nature. You choose to walk in the old nature many times. So haven't you done the same thing that Adam and Eve did? So why you think you would have did any better than they did when you're doing the same thing they did? I said, oh, shut my mouth. <laughs> it's amazing what God will show you. And we begin to say, Lord, it is about choice. It's about getting close enough that we're here to want to do what the Lord wants us to do. You know, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. If I am spiritually, though he's in me, Detached from him, I can't even hear him. If I am spiritually detached from me, I, I can't sense the prompting. But when you choose 
to walk with him. Won't he teach you? Won't he talk to you? Won't he direct you? Won't he stop you from saying it before you say it? Won't he show you when you're wrong and when you're right? Won't he give you answers? Won't he come see about you? Won't he fight your battles? Won't he rock you to sleep in the middle of the night? Won't he, won't he, won't he show up right on time? Won't he, won't he let something on TV speak to you? Something on the radio speak to you? You open up the book, speak to you. A, 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 a rabbit crossing the street will speak to you. God blows me away how he will encourage you and let you know that he's your, that you his own. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. But, but, but watch this, watch this. That is for everybody. But you got to be in position to receive it. There's something. Well, I, I take that back. Taste. What that mean? Experience. God just don't want it to be head knowledge. He will give you the head knowledge, then let you experience the head knowledge. You know, I discovered that there's some things I had head knowledge about, but once God let me walk through it, the head knowledge don't compare to walking with him. You know, you may say he's good, but you don't know he's good until you really taste how good he is. Somebody said, somebody said, I, 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 I want to taste that cake. Have you ever tasted that cake? I heard that it's good. It looks good. Smells good. Then somebody said, honey, you really don't know how good it is till you taste and smell. See, church sounds good. Jesus looks good. It sounds like he's good. But you really don't know till you taste and see. Now watch this, watch this. Once you taste and see, you can't hold yourself. You got to praise him sometimes. You got to say hallelujah. I don't understand folks who never get moved by the love of God. They must not know him. Talking to a young man. Talking to a young man. And he was going to a church that said, you, it really doesn't matter what you believe. You can believe whatever <laughs> you want to believe. If you want to believe in Buddha, Buddha all right. If you want to believe in Muhammad, Muhammad all right. If you want to believe in Confucius, Confucius all right. Even if you want to believe in Jesus, Jesus is all right. I listened to him, and I told him, 
you haven't seen Jesus. You don't see him. Say, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. We got into a little argument. He said, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. He said, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. He said, how can you say that I don't see him and haven't seen him? Because if you've seen Jesus. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. If you've seen Jesus, you couldn't put him in the same category of everybody else. Matter of fact, there's nobody in the category with Jesus. You talk about dead folks and trying to believe in dead folks. But I don't know about you. I serve a risen Jesus. I serve a real Jesus. He's better than all right. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. Listen, if, 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 if Jesus is not exalted in your life and he's not above everything and everybody, you need to go back and get touched. Because apparently you got on the wrong bifocal. Apparently you walked away without getting your vision corrected. Apparently you haven't tasted and seen that the Lord is good. My fact, my fact, I think you ought to do more than taste. Maybe that's the problem. We got some folks tasting instead of drinking. Oh, you ought to drink Jesus. You ought to get deep with Jesus. You ought to get so that you say, Lord, less of me, more of you. Lord, I can't get enough of you. But listen, 70 two strings. They look like just what I said. Strings. Individual coming up out of the ground. They came down. Then they worked their way up. But at some point 72 small strings come together and all of a sudden, you got a river. Somebody told me that if a river ever get outside of its banks, you got a problem on your hands. I was watching the news the other day in Mississippi. Was it the Mississippi River? I saw houses floating down the river. I saw cars floating down the river. I saw people floating down the river. Floating down the river. Nothing could withstand the power of a river outside of his banks. I'm so glad that God said in the church, to the individual people of the church, I got a river on the inside that when the devil come up against you, I didn't give you a string. I gave you a river. Let it overflow in banks and nothing or nobody can stop the power that is in your life. Nobody 
nothing. I think the Lord is saying to us, Thank you. You don't trust my heart towards you, do you? Because if you did, you'll let me take over. Yes, sir. You don't trust that I would take care of you in spite of what you're going to do. You don't trust that I got your best interests in mind. And though it hurts now, wait on me. Listen, he said, don't you know I went to Calvary for you? That I died the most gruesome death there was? I allowed him to put me in a grave? And I did have to allow him, but I did it for you. Don't you remember I got up with all power in my hand? And I did it. He did it. But if I said he did it for me. So if he did that, won't he? Won't he take care of you? Won't he come see about you? Won't he give you power? Won't he keep you? There's somebody here that you've 